Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Daryl Talley, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Antoine Rufoff at the Red Light. J.N. Phoenix in the building. Everybody who knows that reference, please get at us. Holla at your boys. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned in to Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. Today, Jeremy, we are talking about a problem that you and I will never have because we are not those kinds of people. Ever, ever. Those ever, ever? never ever ever, ever 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 those people who go out into the wilderness get lost get stuck and need help to get back up. The question, Jeremy, the question for this pop culture segment is: Should those people have to pay for their own rescue? What say you? Well, I understand the plight. Yeah, I may have never been in it. I understand the plight. You go out in the wilderness. You you. Uh, but, Let me ask, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all because there's no circumstance in which I will be getting off the beaten path. I'll tell you one, I'll tell you one little situation for me. We went hiking in the Chugach Mountains. Hiking is the word I was looking for, but go ahead. We went hiking in the Chugach Mountains in Alaska. Shout out to your boy for traveling. I mean, well, just say that for real quick. But we went out there. Make sure you got the bear slugs. We had bear slugs and a gun. We go went ahead. out prepared. We had meals. We had clothes. We had everything that you need in a situation like that. And I only went with somebody who was from Alaska because he knew what we, what he was doing. And even then, we got on a trail that we did not exactly anticipate. We summited when we didn't expect to summit. We thought it was going to be a circle and it ended up being a horseshoe trail, meaning that we had to, we had to drive two miles to get back to our cars. And what I'm saying is, when you go out in the wilderness or any place that is off the beaten path, you need to be prepared. 100% prepared. And I ain't going unless everybody with me is. And now I feel you. I feel you. I feel like uh, Jim Gaffigan did a skit about this, about going out in the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to keep it professional. (laughs) I want to be one with the wilderness. I'm trying to keep it professional. Um, So, you know, people go out hiking and they want to explore, understand nature's beauty, um, the stars, the paths, the, the, the trees changing colors, the wildlife, all that's great. The question is, if you get stranded, 
if you can't find your way home, how much should you have to pay if a search party has to come out and find your butt? Exactly. And the thing is, the truth is, there are things set up. There are, I'm assuming, where taxpayers pay money and just a certain things to where these people are supposed to go out and look. So if it's a standard, you know, hey, we, we can't find you. Hey, hey, we found you. I get it. But if it's something extensive. Yeah, like helicopters. And and a lot of stuff that goes, uh, quote, unquote, over budget. I'm not trying to see, be crass and, and talk about over budget when we talk about a person's life. But you put yourself in that position. That's the way I feel sometimes. You put yourself in others. You, you put yourself in that position. So I feel like there should be some accountability. What it needs to be, I don't know. But if there are hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent on you because your butt decided to just go wayward and do what you want to do, I, I, just like anything else in life, things ain't free. No, it ain't free. But not only is it not free, my big thing is it costs money, it costs time, and it puts other people's lives at risk. Because when they have to come out and save you, they're putting themselves at risk. They're putting dogs at risk. Not that big a deal in my world, but for a lot of people that matters. They're putting their, their human lives at risk, going out there, summoning mountains in some cases, going down into deep crevices and caves in other cases, out in water and in other situations. To me, there needs to be some kind of accountability. But here is the rub. Here's where it gets tricky. There are people, there are a lot of organizations who do volunteer rescue services in a lot of these states. And in the volunteer situation, their stance is we don't want people to hesitate to call 911 because of the cost. Yeah. Because we don't want somebody saying, do I want to pay $5,000, which is the price for some of these rescue services, you know, basic rescue services in, in some of these places, or do I want to get out of here or try to get out of here without having to pay a dime? And what I say to that is, do we say the same thing when people have to decide whether they're having a heart attack or not? I was just about to go there because you said that is the first time it ever hit me. In healthcare, healthcare, some, a lot of times, there, there's a lot of things that you can't help. Things that just come up. And there are certain things that are beyond expensive that you have to pay for if you want to live. Or if you just want answers because it may not even be about living. If you have chest pain, I don't want you wondering what, how much it's going to cost you. If you have chest pain, I want you calling 911 and yep. going to the hospital yep. immediately because I work in healthcare and I watch people die. The, there's two times in my life I remember people dying that it really affected me, like to the point where I needed to take time from my work. And I've been doing what I do for work for 17 years. Can we pause years. this real quick? This is the reason why I don't work in healthcare. Hats off to everybody who does. But I want nothing to do with this, but continue on. Two times. The second time was later in my career. And it was a kid who was like seven years old. And his parents didn't have insurance. This was before Obamacare. Parents did not have insurance. And they waited to bring him to the hospital because they weren't sure his symptoms were bad enough. And that kid died. Everybody in that hospital in the emergency room cried. Except for me because I'm a G. But everybody else cried. And it was, a, it was a very serious, heart-wrenching situation. Now, I only bring that up, not to talk politics. I only said Obamacare because now people are covered under certain thresholds. But anyway, I'm not talking politics. I'm just saying I don't want people questioning whether or not they should call 911. And when it comes to search and rescue, I kind of feel that way. Except when you have chest pain, when a kid has the flu like that kid did in my situation, okay. that's not your control. You do not choose that. Going out when it's near dark and you didn't bring sandwiches or water, that's your choice. And you went out there just to have fun. And to me, stay on the couch, everybody's happy. Or stay on the path, everybody's happy. Yes. So I understand what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you. And look, you, you, maybe you shouldn't worry about the, the money that's going to cost for calling, you know, for help. 
But if you decide that you want to go get lost and people have to go above and beyond to find you, man, the, the world we live in, you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? You got you to figure it out. I almost think about, and I also don't want to get political, but there's, oh man, I can't remember the dude's name. He was a Marine, and uh, he was somewhere in the military. He was in Afghanistan, and he decided to hop the wall and just go out walking. Like he, in his head, he decided, I listened to a whole podcast about it. Mm-hmm. But more or less, he abandoned his his. his Bergdahl? That's him. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, that's different. That's a very different situation. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know how many? They never said in the podcast how many tr- billions or millions of dollars were spent. But these people who are trying going to find him twenty four seven, these different uh, battalions and units going twenty four seven looking for him. The even even giving up five people in uh, Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay for him. Because you decided you wanted to just allegedly top a wall, um, but anyway, some people who believe he defected. That's why I said that, you know, yeah, allegedly. I mean, I mean, after listening to everything, but the, the point is, the basic thing is, look, choices have repercussions. They one hundred percent do. You reap what you sow. You sure do. That's a that's a goal. That's a law. And so you know, this is up to everybody to decide. We give you our feelings. Let us know how you feel about the subject. Get at us. Don't save them. Rest my voice. I am very excited to announce a new sponsor to the RVK that you guys will love, Symbol. It's the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams or whoever it is you want to invest in. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the Raspy Voice Kids. It's going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using promo code RASPY12, that's R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Visit www.simbull.com create a free account and when you deposit make sure you use the promo code raspy12 raspy12 for a chance to win two tickets to a big 12 game of your choice visit symbol.com and use the promo code raspy12 and start investing in your favorite teams now Are you a Big 12 basketball obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long. With exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I got five on it. Boom, man. I love that music so much, man. Here we are another week. It's as glorious as coming off a win. Even worse, coming off two losses. But we're going to get five questions about it. And we're going to give you our feelings. So saddle up, man. Jordan, spin it. Well, it's that time again. Time for another segment of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan. And let's get things started with the first blank. West Virginia coming out flat against Texas Tech. 
was blank. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. There is no reason. Who do you think you are? I feel like somebody should be pointing in the chest of the collective team saying, who do you think you are that you can come out flat against anybody? Like Neil Brown said, you only get 12 chances. He could understand in other sports, but in football you get 12 chances. Those are the only chances guaranteed to you, and you come out flat for an entire half? Who do you think you are? It is inexcusable. My answer is typical. Mm-hmm. I could be outraged. I should be outraged. We all should be outraged. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. Are you serious? But what we've learned over the last, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, all your years as a West Virginia Mountaineer fan, we should have expected it. It's typical, unfortunately, but that's what it is. Number two, I blank the climb. I hate the climb. I'm tired of it. Why? Not because it wow. doesn't take time. It takes time. I know it does. I'm not trying to be stupid. I know it takes time. Three to five years is what I expected out of the climb. I hate it, though. I just want to win, and I want to win now. Why can't we have nice things? Other people do. Other people have. Why are we here waiting in the wings still? I hate the climb. Right? I hate it. But it's necessary. I want to believe in the climb, Brandon. I want to. I want to so bad. I want to put the hat on. I want to get on my gear raw. And I want to be all up in people's faces. But it's uh, it's not happening for me. I'll be honest with you, it's just not happening for me. I'm, you can hear my voice. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just not happening. And I want to believe it, but I absolutely do not at this point. But uh, uh hopefully I'm wrong. Number three, Texas Tech singing "Country Roads" in Milan Pushkar Stadium after the game was blank acceptable it's acceptable because to the victor go the spoils and texas tech came into our house walk into your trap take over your trap that's what they did to us so you sing country roads especially when john denver is a graduate of texas tech you get to do what you want to do rub it in our faces put it on your social media to the victor go the spoils it was acceptable my answer is if you don't want them to, don't let them. And it can go two ways. Either A, you can outplay their butts on the field so they don't sing country roads in the away locker room in your stadium. Or two, you can roll up in the locker room after the game <laughs> and make sure nobody plays for the rest of the season. Yep. One of two. It went one way. They sang. And look, they're allowed to. When you win, that's what you get to do. You don't like them, stop them. Number four. The winner of Brady versus Belichick was blank. Uh, Jeremy, remind me. Who won the game? The Patriots. No, they didn't. The Sorry, Buccaneers. The Bucks. It was very clear who, who the winner is. The winner was Brady because at the end of the game, Brady had won. Very simple, not complicated. You can come with all your other reasons all you want. Look at Belichick's face. That's the thing that I say to everybody. Look at his face. You think he thinks of, this, thinks of this as a rebuilding year? You think he thinks of this as some kind of a climb? Bill Belichick does not rebuild. He does not. He just reloads in his estimation. And the Bucks came into his trap, took over his trap, to use that for a second time. Brady won. Brady. 
Yeah, I can't say the Brady one because Brady was 22 of like 40. He went a little over 50% throwing. He had 260 yards passing. He had no touchdowns, no interceptions. He so, threw a touchdown to Antonio Brown. So, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Take your Ridlin. Calm down, okay? <laughs> Brady, <laughs> Brady threw no touchdown passes, no interceptions. They won on defense. I think Belichick has a claim to say, hey, look, we shut this guy down. This is what we do. But like you said, Brady actually won the game. So I don't think there's any real winners. I will say is there's a difference with coming in as a favorite in a Super Bowl champ and your team is loaded against a team that's rebuilding. But in the end, all that matters is wins and losses. And even as I say that, I really can't give the win to Brady because I don't think Brady goes home and sleeps tonight like, yeah, I got him. You know, I think it was a draw. That's my opinion. Number five, WVU will blank against Baylor. WVU will lose to Baylor. I want to believe. I want to think that they're going to come out and do their thing. I want to believe that they're going to come out and show that they can represent. And Iowa State showed that a good defense can shut Baylor down in the second half. I just don't have any faith. I have no faith in going on the road. We haven't won on the road in how many games now? I believe we're 0-7 now in a row. On the road, we do pretty well against the spread, and the spread's only two and a half points. But West Virginia is going to lose this Saturday, and it pains me to say it. Because it's all in my head, over and over again. Once again, over and over again, I want to believe. Once again, over and over again, we're going to lose. I know I'm supposed to be hyped. I know that I want to say, hey, look, we've learned our lesson. Look at the second half. Bro, when you show me who you are. I'm going to believe you. Two and three. You can say whatever you want about our offense playing well in the second half. You can say whatever you want about us barely losing. But one of the greatest coaches of all time, Bill Parcells, said it, and it makes so much sense, and it's the truth. He said it. You are what your record says you are. Two and three. Two and four, unfortunately. Well, that's a wrap. Five questions. We dropped it on you. Let's get up ready for this round up. And don't forget, please, please stay with us so you can karaoke with the RVK. Rap me, boys! Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball, or basketball baseball and softball or any other Jayhawk competition we have it we have game previews and recaps interviews with coaches and others close to the team and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs you can find us by searching for rock chalk podcast on your favorite platform so start listening today i'm very excited to announce a new sponsor to the rvk that you guys will love symbol it's the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams or whoever it is you want to invest in. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the Raspy Voice Kids. It's going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using promo code RASPY12, that's R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. 
visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code RASPY12, RASPY12, for a chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and start investing in your favorite teams now. I toasted you, said, honey, we may be through. You'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. So here we are, talking about the roundup. We're talking about lots of sports, but right now we're talking about West Virginia mostly. Jeremy, do you know what Neil Brown is, his first three seasons? And this is not a full third season, but so far through three seasons, under the last four coaches, well, sorry, what Brown's record is under these last uh, over these last three seasons. Yeah, yeah, stick with the under. Yeah. Under 500, yes. I do know that. He's 13 and 14. Now the season's not over, but for, just so we understand where we are, Don Nealon at this point, not at this point, after three full seasons, was 24 and 12. Rich Rod was 20 and 17. Bill Stewart was 27 and 12. Holgerson was 21 and 17. We have seven games left. So he's not going to get past Holgerson. We have seven games left. The best he can do is get to where Rich Rod was at 20 and 17. Yeah, but but the thing about us having seven games left is six of the seven games are toss-ups because I'd like to believe that we handle Kansas like everybody ever has handled Kansas. I don't like to believe nothing yeah, anymore. Yeah, so, so we have six games coming up in a row that literally are toss-ups. I would be surprised if we're more than a four-point underdog in any of those games, including Texas, including Texas, B. John Robinson, he's scary. Uh, and then boys at Texas. So, look, man, we have an uphill climb. I, I tweeted out, and I saw from other places, we're 0-6 in the last uh, six road games. Guess where our next two are? On road. the road. So, we're talking about being playing inspired football and getting refocused, man. I hope it's true. I, I just look at our team, Brandon, and, and, and the thing that, that like sticks out to me is so they say Garrett Green doesn't know enough of the offense. So essentially what you're telling me, Neil, is that we have no backup quarterback. We don't. And then we consistently talk about Letty getting too many carries and too many swing passes, blah, blah, blah. So, Neil, what you're essentially telling me is we have no backup running back. When you have no backup quarterback and you also have no backup running back, after three years, that's the coach's fault. Am I wrong? No, that's what I tell people all the time when they say, well, Dana left the cupboard bare. Well, guess what? You can get transfers in now. The The transfer portal works both ways. Three years in and you can't take out your, your quarterback or your, your running back because there's no backups. That's nobody else's fault but the head and coach. And I don't want to hear anything about COVID year because 
Our boy Matt, no, their boy Matt Wells out of Texas Tech is playing with a backup quarterback, backup running back, his best receiver being out. Three defensive backs out of the lineup, including two starting corners. And somehow they found a way to come into Morgantown, walked into our trap, took over our trap. You on this trap thing today? I'm on the trap. I've been like, hello. So do not tell me that we don't have backups, and it's somebody else's fault. It's not Dana Hogerson's fault for leaving the cupboard bare. It does not take that long to change your program or at least put yourself in a position where you can win with your secondary players on the roster. Matt Wells has proven that three years in a row. The other thing is, Brandon, we came out flat in the game against Texas Tech. We just lose. We, we lost against Oklahoma. A bad loss. And I said... Last week, I did. You I, it. I, I was worried about our guys being able to stay focused. So many games. I mean, we, we had rival, rivalry Maryland. We had rivalry Virginia Tech, Black Diamond Trophy. Then you're on ABC against Oklahoma. I said, these young kids, I don't know if they can stay focused. But the truth of the matter is, we didn't perform at all on offense. So when you said we came out flat. Now, I know we gave them some points on defense in the first half. But, Brandon, when you say we came out flat as in scored no points on offense – how can the offense that has done nothing, absolutely nothing, come out flat in a football game? And I think a lot of it had to do with play calling because the play calling changed drastically in the third quarter, which is why Jerry Diggy got comfortable. And Jerry Diggy actually showed why the coaches said he made some improvement. He looked pretty good in that third quarter. No, Diggy balled. He didn't look pretty good. The dude, if that dude looked like that every single quarter, I'd take him every single day of the week. Me too. I don't know what happened besides play calling. But he, a, a switch flipped, and I hope it stays that way. But unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, it didn't. Jeremy, do you know what our offense is through five games? Talk to me. Total offense is 80th in the nation. 80th. Not surprising. Rushing offense is 110th. And that's adding in the LIU game. But continue There's on. only 130 FBS schools, Jeremy. We're 42nd in passing, which kind of surprises me that we're in the top 50. But we're 42nd in passing. Yeah, we threw for a lot of yards against LIU. Here's the most important part. Scoring. We are 62nd. And that includes the 69, uh, six, uh, 72 points that we scored against LIU. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep saying LIU. Third down percentage, 49th. Red zone percentage, we're 58th. Pathetic. And then defensively, which is supposed to be our stronghold, notice where we are. Total defense, we're 34th, Jeremy. We're 12th on rushing defense, 73rd on passing defense. 27th in scoring defense, which is what matters most, being top 30. I'll take that at 18 points per game. Third down, we are 70th. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's my big problem with our defense. Our defense plays well, and I like them. I think we're solid. But in the big moments, on the big plays, when we need it most, there's three games where we couldn't get off the field at Could the not. end of the game Could to not. win the game. That's big. Red zone defense, 10th. Which again is very important. The scoring defense and the red zone defense is the most important. Third down being the being the second, uh, the third most important in my opinion. It's crazy, but this team is not where you would think it would be at this point of the climb. Do you, does it hold any kind of water to you, like that Neil Brown says? On Tuesday, like I listen to these press conferences, I am looking for any nuggets, just like everybody else, that you can like build off of, or you can feel, or you can have faith in. And like we've said through and through, we love how real Neil is. I love how uh, real um, he acknowledged certain things. He took you know it on the chin on some other things, but one of the things he said is talk. He talked about how this week in practice they're going to be a lot more creative and they're going to change some things up on how they practice. How much does that mean to you, Brandon? Hey, this is like they say. Uh, 
It's better late than never, but never late is better. That's Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew who it was. So that's how I feel. Like it's better late than never. It should have started in the off season. Why are you just figuring this out now? You've been a head coach before. Dan Holgerson had the excuse of not being a head coach and having to learn. So people are like Neil's still learning. Neil was a head coach at Troy. This is not his first rodeo. So I don't understand why all these things are new, like revelations to him. But at least he's figuring it out now, fifth game in. As a, or six game in, as opposed to figuring out for next year, let's say. Allegedly figuring out. You say to figure out, we're two and three. There ain't no, no figure no, out. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like, he's and, got an idea that something needs to change. And, and the thing is, I know last year was COVID year, so you can excuse a lot of stuff. And I no, guess, I don't. Everybody had a COVID year. But like, That's what gets me. Everyone played a COVID year. But my, but my question is, with the COVID year, is how much can you learn and take away from without just chalking it up to it being a COVID year? You know what I mean? So, like, some of the changes he's making now, maybe he didn't have to make them last year or didn't see they needed to make them because it was a COVID year and things are different and things are weird and it's a little awkward. Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, now you're here in a new year and people say, oh, this is like a second year because I, I don't know. I don't know how much stock to put into it. All I know is we're two and three and I'm tired of it. <laughs> that, no, that, I know what stock to put into it. Everybody had a COVID year. This is not like something happened on West Virginia University's campus and it didn't affect anybody else in the nation. Every team in the nation well, had to deal with well, the same and, and, and Penn State started out 0-5 last year in their COVID year. And this year they're in the top four. I think they believe I believe they're number four. Yes, that's my point. Matt Wells, again, going back to Texas Tech, he's literally at the same exact place as far as his tenure at Texas Tech as West Virginia. Matt Wells found a way to beat us three years in a row, including his COVID year, with backups. And it'd be and people can look at the records and say, well, maybe Neil Brown's doing better here or there or the other place than Matt Wells. But when it comes to playing, he's been able to play with backups and beat us multiple times now. I agree. So I'm just tired of the COVID year. There's no excuse for the COVID year. And if you want to say to me, well, Garrett Green comes from an offense where he ran all the time. Who recruited Garrett Green? Yes. 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 He recruited him at Troy. Then he got him convinced to come to West Virginia. I don't want to hear it. And by the way, there are multiple people, including, and I'm, I have to say this, I got to give him credit, Voice of Morgantown, who talks about the difference in the way Neil Brown reacts to Garrett Green mistakes as oh, opposed to Garrett Davis mistakes. Amen. Do you agree with his his take on that? I, I haven't read his whole uh, take on that, but I, I, I was saying it too. I'm just talking about his tweets. That yeah. basically Garrett Green gets chewed out anytime he makes any mistake, and that Jared Davis can throw an interception, and Neil Brown comes out and says, that's on me. No, no, no. I agree with it 100%. It's very different the way he treats them, and I don't which know is, why. Which is so funny because that that meme <laughs> with Urban Liar, which we will get. Liar. Hey, don't get it twisted. We gonna get to his butt in this Urban Liar, Urban Meyer. That picture with him and the stripper, like like you know, dancing on him. Yeah, well, she's not a stripper. Well, okay, close enough. Anyway, have <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer and someone put the name. Uh, see, we were gonna talk about that later. When came in Nebraska is her name. Really? Yeah, we were going to talk about Urban Meyer later. We said we were going to talk about Urban okay, Meyer. Okay, okay. Well, I just thought it was funny. So, hey, we'll get to that later. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some good things to come. You have anything else to talk about West Virginia? Yeah, I want to talk about if this moves you at all. The offense has 31 freshmen and sophomores and only 13 no, juniors and seniors. No, no, The defense has 27. No, no, <laughs> Let me get the no. stat out at least. 27 freshmen and sophomores on the defense with 17 juniors and seniors. And, Jeremy, it's very clear that none of that moves you. No. I said – I've said this whole time. My, my, my father, Tony Phoenix, was a great man. I, I feel like he was a good man. I feel like he was a really good man. And and he did a lot of things right. But one of the one things that I will never tell my children, if I ever have any, is wait till next year. Oh, just wait till next year. I can't 
damn that statement. Sorry, Pops. Because of that man, because he said it all the time. And you know what happens? What am I supposed to think when next year never happens? What am I supposed to think when I'm sitting here watching Pat White in his senior year not coming through and losing? Oh, I'm supposed to wait till next year? What am I supposed to think when I'm sitting at my friend's house? I'll tell you exactly where I was. He, Jay Ruggles, down in Ohio, watching the game where Rasheen Marshall is playing Virginia Tech as a senior because we were supposed to wait till he was a senior. What am I supposed to think when that doesn't happen? When it doesn't happen. When Tyke Smith is basically an All-American as a sophomore, and then he's at Georgia for his junior year. And we lost a three-star linebacker in the transfer portal this afternoon. You know know when I waited till? I waited till Dana Hogerson had Will Greer as a senior. That was supposed to be a year. Hey, hey, where are they going to have fan day? Hey, you know what? It's cool. They're focusing on the team. They realize big things are to come. They have more team chemistry that than we ever know. That was a bomb night for your boy because I was at Homer's house living it up that night. But yes, FYI. Yes. We're not going to have all these things that we normally do. Because, And I believed it. And I put trust in it. And look, this is our year. We go in for like pedestrians. You know, that's the highlight. We went all year for wait till next year. This is our next year. Go with eight four. I don't care if you got hurt. I'm tired of it. So you can tell me all, wait till next year all you want. And if you tell your kids to wait till next year because we have a loaded squad, all you're doing is waste, wasting decades of their life. I'm just being real. Because all they're going to do is sit there and wait. Hey, wait. When Nico Mannion gets in here and when Nico Marchio gets in here, he's a freshman. Wait till next year. Hey, he's only a sophomore. Hey, he's just okay. a junior. That with Nico Marchio, everybody keeps saying, wait till Nico gets here. Any chance Nico Marchio starts next year? Zero. Zero chance. Zero. Zero chance. I'm not saying he's going to be good enough. I'm saying conservatives, conservatives, excuse me, Mr. Conservative Conservison, um, Neil Brown. <laughs> That's a technical term. <laughs> Neil Brown ain't starting a freshman at quarterback. Hang not, that up. He is not starting a true freshman. I don't care what happens. It's Gary Green or Will Crowder next year, or we're getting a transfer. Or Jared Dagey, who can return, evidently. Uh, we'll see what happens. And by the way, if you're Jared Dagey, why wouldn't you? You're guaranteed to start your spot. <laughs> you don't you don't have to battle it out in practice. Uh, you're going to be protected the entire time. Why not? There was somebody who was like, they don't want Jared Dagey to become this guy like Pat McAfee where everybody hates him forever. I don't feel that way about Jared Dagey. No. I like Jared Dagey. I like Jared Dagey. I like how hard he works. He says the right things. He's trying hard. He's not pompous or arrogant or disrespectful. He doesn't argue or disrespect fans. There's nothing about Jared Dagey I don't like except for that he doesn't play as well as I would like him to play. He's, no, no, and, and and what you mean is, I like Jared Dagey. I really like Jared Dagey. I yeah. like his attitude. Yeah. I like how he put, like I said, lunch pail and hard pat every single game. Bro, anytime you're around Morgantown and you're near me, look, let's grab a brew. Let's have fun. Let's hang out. Maybe you don't want to. I'm just saying, I like Jared Dagey. But he's no good at quarterback. He's not, good. He's not good enough. 20 yards and in, this dude is money. I feel like he reads the defense well. I think he dissects them, them out on point, them slants on point. And the over 20 yards, we can't do it. Excuse me. He can't do it. So, I mean, I'm not hating on him. Yes, just, you, you literally are. No, no, I literally am just keeping it real. No, you're, not, you're keeping it real. That's right. Not hating. Uh, I'm keeping that's, it real. That's right. Not I hating, like the kid. Hating. I really like him. I He doesn't came out and, and struck back, back against the fans. He shows up and works hard every single game. Just no good. All right. Let's move on to Urban Meyer. All right. All right. So that's Urban. West Virginia. Hey, Baylor, 
right, you you think we're gonna lose? I think we're gonna lose. You have to prove us prove it to us. Otherwise, every game is gonna be really close. We're all gonna be tuned in this Watching. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What time is the game? Noon. Noon. We're all gonna be tuned in, watching, praying, crossing our fingers, hoping something changes. There's not a whole lot to say about Baylor because it doesn't matter what they were or who they were earlier in the season because none of that ever matters when you play West Virginia. So just cross your fingers <laughs> and hope that our team comes to play. And I'm serious. It comes to get it done. There's no point of even having scouting reports. No. Doesn't when, matter. When West doesn't Virginia matter. Place team. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Throw it out the window. Throw it out in the bag. Beat it with a stick. <laughs> Throw it on the highway. <laughs> Throw it on the highway. <laughs> so we're going to get to some other things going on in sport, sports. And one of the biggest things – is the biggest liar you've ever seen in your life. Urban Meyer, set to retire, won some games, was also a liar. I wrote that poem when he was leaving Ohio State. It's beautiful. I wrote that. And so many Buckeye fans came for me. Oh, you're just jealous. Oh, blah, 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 blah. No, Urban Meyer is a scumbag. He is a straight-up scum doggone bag. Please come at me if you Zane, come at me. TJ <laughs> No, you know who the main person was? was TJ. The main, yeah, TJ Tillman. No. TJ Tillman, come at. No, the main person who was coming at us was Ashley Angles. Coming at me hardcore. Oh my protecting goodness. her man Urban Meyer. Uh, Ashley Desposado. Okay? Ashley Desposado. A lot of girl lover. Yeah. But listen to be real. <laughs> Urban Meyer's scumbag. Cheating on his wife in public with a picture of him and Shelly on the wall. Hey, Joey, can we play? That Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Urban Meyer is a scumbag. Here's why he's a scumbag. Not only does he cheat on his wife, as is obvious, because he's known that woman. Like somebody said, he didn't just meet her that night. You don't be posted up chilling with no girl like that unless that you just met that night. It was a different vibe. He's clearly funny. Someone said. Uh, he's gonna tell his wife that's, <laughs> that's yeah, Trevor Lawrence. That's Trevor Lawrence. But go ahead, but go ahead. No, she ain't no Trevor Lawrence. Let me just say that. Let me just get that out there. Uh, you need to clarify yourself. She ain't. She don't look like Trevor Lawrence. Oh, but you I like like Trevor Lawrence. No, I was thinking the other way. Like she is kind of fly with hers, and Trevor uh, Lawrence is a dude. Okay, okay. I'll just say uh, anyway. Anyway, continue on. Yeah, I just want to make that clear. Trevor Lawrence is a dude. <laughs> she's kind of fly with her. But yeah, anyway, yeah, a little pause here. <laughs> her name is Cayman, Nebraska. Now, if you would have told me that was her name, I'd have been like somebody that made up that name. Somebody that's a fake name, but that's her name, Cayman, Nebraska. She's got. She's now internet famous. People are talking. So she was hired. I don't know if she was hired. Brandon, listen to the name. Listen to the name. That's her real name. So what I'm saying, though, is he – here's the biggest issue I have. If you're an owner of the team like Jacksonville Jaguars con is, you didn't fly back with the team after you lost to Cincinnati? You're 0-4 and you didn't fly back with the team? Okay, maybe. Maybe. What are you doing in Columbus? Shouldn't you be working on figuring out why you can't win a game? Why you stink, yeah. Why you are the worst team in the NFL? Did you... Why you're on a 19-game losing streak? All, everything you're saying, I'm going to cut that off because if you listen to my homeboy, Greeny, hey, shout out to you, Greeny. Hey, yo, I call him Green Boogie. Uh, Mike Greeny. <laughs> yeah, Mike Green Boogie. <laughs> we good friends, psych. But anyway, Greeny said it the best. He said, I kind of know uh, uh, Urban Meyer. He's like, nobody is more conscientious of what's going on in their surrounding than Urban Meyer. He's like, I'm not even as famous as Urban Meyer. And when I go to a basketball games, I'm very conscientious of everybody around and the cameras. Urban Meyer is extremely conscientious. He says, so I'm not going to say what it could be that everybody's saying because that guy in that position who's always the most famous person in the room doesn't make that mistake ever. But he wouldn't say it. 
but I will. What he was alluding to was the fact of he's trying to get fired, Brandon. No, no. He is no. a guaranteed. Urban, Brandon was off that sauce. Brandon, you see the boy's eyes? Urban was off Brandon that sauce. said, you have a guaranteed contract. It wasn't what you thought it was going to be. You're going down. You, let him fire you. Because he Jeremy. said, Brandon, you can't make that decision, that, that, that mistake ever. You're the most populous person in the You're not in LA. You're not in New York. You're in Ohio in your old stomping ground, and you don't know there's going to be cameras? Jeremy, I'm going to just say, well, maybe he is trying to get fired because I don't put anything past that scumbag. Scumbag. So I'm not putting it past him. I just think he was off that drink. I just think he was off that drink. He was feeling himself. And he decided he was going to find him a girl. He found him a girl, all right. Came in Nebraska. But. Please stop saying her name. <laughs> say Please stop, stop saying, saying her name. Here's why I think the criticism is. Because some people are like, well, that's between him and his wife. Here's why the criticism. Who, uh, who says that? Lots of people are trying to say you're that. You're trying to lead a team. Here's, when you're the leader of men, you cannot make those. Oh, who says that? Here's, ridiculous here's why this is a problem. Because here is what Urban Meyer himself said was the criteria to examine for struggling teams. According to Urban Meyer. Right yeah, here. Drop it. That's like Number it. one, trust issues. You don't fly back with the team. You say you're having a family event or something like that, I believe, that he tried to say. And, but you get found out being what came in Nebraska. I'm sorry I had to say her name. Stop one. saying her name. Say Number Nebraska. Two. Number two. Don't even say it first. Just say a Nebraska. dysfunctional environment. What is more dysfunctional than, than an ugly marital situation? And being 0-4. Don't get it twisted. And being 0-4. If you're 4-0, this is, this is, you, can, you, you can maybe get over this. 0-4, no way. Number three, the hallmark of it all, selfishness. And that's what Urban is. He's selfish. He can look down. He can apologize. He can sound contrite all he wants. Urban Meyer's selfish. Urban Meyer fakes heart attacks. And by, this is something else I'm going to say. I work with a woman who worked in the hospital that Urban Meyer went to when he was in Gainesville. And she said when he went in there with those quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes, heart issues, she said, I've seen anxiety attacks, and that was a classic anxiety attack. It wasn't no heart issue, it wasn't no real health problem. Urban Meyer does what Urban Meyer needs to do to get out of whatever situation he's in. Yeah, dude's a scumbag. Ain't no, ain't ain't no question ain't about it. Urban Meyer's going to do what he feels is best for Urban Meyer every day of the week. So that's it with Urban, Li- Urban Liar. Brandon, all I'm going to is, I'm going down. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? No, you don't. Wait, what are you talking about? I thought you were talking about Urban still. Urban's going down, but the other people I'm going to talk about, the Bronx Bombers, man. They went down. We don't ever talk baseball on here. You know why? Because we don't care about baseball until we get to October. I don't care about 365 different games a year. I care about postseason. And it started Boston versus Mr. Uh, I was calling him Sticky Fingers, but he's not Sticky Fingers no more, Garrett Cole, and it showed on the mound. Dude can't play without putting the sticky stuff on his fingers, and he got rocked. They got beat 6-2. Yankees go down. The the evil empire, I don't know which one you want to call them. I guess the Yankees are the evil empire. Kind the Yankees of, are 100% the evil empire. The Red Sox are too. No, I don't like the Red Sox, but just when you say evil empire, everybody knows you're talking about the Yankees. And the Red Sox get the win. Surprised. Well, how you feel? It's just a it's a crazy change from our from, from us growing up when the Yankees figured out who they were again finally in the nineties and became a dynasty that the, that the Red Sox just could not beat hadn't won since the early nineteen hundreds when they come back and do the most glorious win in the history of New England sports come back from three zero win that series four three it's never been the same I'm just saying Brian Cashman the GM yeah and Ben the GM and Boone the manager. Boone. 
better be glad that Daddy, <laughs> the Daddy uh, Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner. Is, Steinbrenner is not alive right now. Because this is unacceptable. To put like trash all year, you made a run at the end, and then you get ousted by the evil empire. No, be, not the evil empire. I mean, the, uh, the, the. By your nemesis. By your nemesis? Bro. Bro, it'd be Quaintance. Be Quaintance for all of you guys. But they lose, and the MLB season continues on. Can we talk about the NFL, Brandon? Yeah. Tell me you saw, just, just give me your thoughts about Big Ben. Pittsburgh. Oh, Big Ben is done. It's over. It was over before you could tell. Last year, he couldn't get the ball downfield. You talk about Day not being able to throw downfield. Big Ben could not push the ball downfield, and defenses knew it. This year, it's even worse. And to, to top all of that, the offensive line is worse than Big Ben is. This is true. Big Ben is hot garbage. Yes. So people want to get so mad at Belichick for moving on from Tom Brady. This is what he was trying to avoid. Now, granted, Looks like he could have moved too early when it comes to Tom Brady. Definitely moved too but early. You would much rather be in the Patriots situation than be in the Steelers position where there's nobody, unless you believe in Haskins, there's nobody there. Who is there? Big Ben is hot garbage. Big Ben has a job, and, and Cam Newton does not. That's another story. Big Ben is hot garbage who's not going to win. They look like complete, total trash because of their quarterback. I don't know if it's Tomlin being too loyal. I don't know if it's if, if it's the owner being too loyal. But either way, Ben got to go if you want any way uh, of being successful over the next couple seasons. And anybody talking about Mike Tomlin, just know he's not going to go. His record is too good over all these years. He's not leaving. He's not getting fired. It's Big Ben or bust. They got to get rid of Big Ben. They got to draft a quarterback. They should have done so at least two years ago. But that's where you are if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, which we're not. We don't really yeah. care. I also want to talk about Aaron Rodgers because he started out 0-1. He's like, relax. Like, oh, and relax. he was right. By the way, he was right. No, Brandon, he wasn't right. Now, I think that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, do you think that? Wow, what a great analysis. That, that, uh, well, he only has one championship. There's a lot of other people with one championship, so I don't know what okay. 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 <laughs> he only has one championship. I can't stand Big Bet. I mean, uh, him either. Aaron Rodgers. But I will also say the Patriots, I mean, the, the Packers will be fine. But don't come at me with a 3-1 and record because they played absolute garbage. These next few, I've been hoping that they actually play somebody. Oh, you that doesn't matter in the NFL. Everybody is somebody in the NFL. Yes. Every week, you know who else is 3 and 1? The Bengals. You know until, who they beat the last game? Until they play somebody. No. Think about, the, think no. about Pittsburgh last year. They won that huge run, was way up. Then they actually got to the meeting of the schedule. All I'm saying is, listen the, to me. The Steelers won 11 games, Jeremy. When you watch... Green Bay, there's, this is the season of two halves. The first half when you play all trash teams, and the second half when you actually play some teams. And I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't good. He's great. He's amazing. But this 3-1, man, I wish we would have played some real teams. I was hoping they would get down. They're in game four. They're 3-1. and one. They're doing what they ought to have done. I have no problem talking about Aaron Rodgers being what he is, which is arguably one of the greatest players to ever, not even arguably, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks. He? He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play quarterback. Is yes, he? he is. 100%. Is he? 100%. All right. Well, if, you, if you're going with a handful, but I'm just saying, if I'm going with a handful. You taking Eli Manning over him because he's got two titles? Think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Yeah, no I'm way. I'm Aaron Rodgers. No play. way. I don't like Aaron Rodgers either, but I'm not a hater. I keep it real. Yeah, well, I keep it real too. Doesn't sound like it. All right, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? So, even playing right now. Arguably, this show's going to be like two hours long. Russell Wilson, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson also won championship. Patrick Big Ben Mahomes also won championship. <laughs> Big Ben also won championship. Two, two. He won two. Oh, he won two. My bad. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm just tired. I'm I, I hate Aaron Rodgers and I hate giving him love. They're three to one. Good for you. We'll see you when you actually play some real teams. Last thing I want to talk about, because I have to. I'm sorry. I would love to just cut off here. The Arizona Cardinals. And the only reason why I bring him up, Kyler. The reason why I bring him up is because I heard so many people, especially like the Jets ex-coach Rex Ryan and Bart Scott and a few other people saying, that offense doesn't work. It's trash. You've been seeing it for it's trash. And they've been going on and on. Now that they're 4-0, I mean, they beat the Rams, who look like the favorite in the NFC. I'm not hearing too much about it. I know you want to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Explain to me how you can go from Aaron Rodgers. They haven't played anybody. It doesn't really matter. It's only three games or four games or whatever. They just beat the Rams, who I believe could be in the NFC what Championship. What have the Rams actually done? What has Matthew Stafford ever actually done? Their defense is one of the best defense, and Matthew Stafford is really bowling out right now. He was. Don't get it twisted. He was. Don't until, get it twisted. Until. Look, look, shout out to you, Kyler. You know I shouldn't like you because you were Boomer sooner. You know I shouldn't like you because you were Texas Tech coach. But look, when you're doing oh, you mean yeah, um, uh, a GQ, GQ, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just heard so many people hating for so long, and then then they beat the Rams, and you don't like you talk about everything but that. No, everybody's giving props. Yeah, I give me little props. They give props. Okay, you want to know real props? The most important props. Vegas is Kyler Murray now the odds-on favorite to win the the MVP. Yeah, well, he should. That's the most important part. Over Patrick Mahomes and everybody else. He was one second away from not playing football. And yeah, somehow, <laughs> somehow he can be the MVP. Odds on favorite to be but the MVP. That's all we got. Sorry for talking too long, but yo, y'all get in stride. Y'all rock with the RVK. This is what we do. Get at us. Holla at us. Holla at your boys. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.